Okay, Begsy's back, baby. You know who else is going to be back? Thatcher Demko. It's like the NHL has forgotten that he's actually a good goaltender. And the disrespect towards Thatcher Demko has gotten unreal. More on that next year on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into today's show, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, first and foremost, Kyle, shout out to you for covering me, covering my butt while I was off choosing my family over the Vancouver mm-hmm. Canucks. Uh, but today I'm coming back with some fire, baby, because I'm pissed off. I'm Ooh. pissed off about the Thatcher Demko disrespect. We got to talk about that. Maybe a little backup goalie talk as well, because that's important, man. 25 to 30 games, one of these guys is going to play for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we're going to get on that, talk about that later. But first and foremost, again, round of applause to you, Kyle. Round of applause to you. You killed it in my absence. And how you doing today, brother? Well, to be honest, Brad, I don't really think I killed it. I'll always poking some holes at, at my performance. I feel as if when it's a solo show, I, I, I think too much, you know, so I'm not really myself. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm excited to have you back. Okay, for real. So I can just like loosen up the shoulders, get groovy, you know, and play my role for real on here. Uh, the show Locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day. We'll get to Comet Corner at the end of the show. Man, oh, man, we're going to talk about partying, okay? partying at the end of the show. Uh, we're also going to talk about working out because Trevor, it's September, that push-up challenge at the end of the month. Okay, there you go. There you go, baby. There you go. Show the MILFs. All right? Anyways, where am I going with this? Oh, yeah, Demko. The conundrum. The the disrespect. Uh, not just on the, the locked-on poll, but I think B, uh, across the league a, B, a bit, but also C, I think in Canuck Nation as well. I think when we've been talking about how the Canucks can do what they got to do, and uh, we're talking about the players, the main guys, uh, Thatcher Demko is, he's like behind JT Miller in the conversations now. You know what I'm saying? It's like Pedersen, Hughes, Miller, then Demko. Uh, that's a little disrespectful, you know? I would almost say he's behind Kuzmenko. Like Kuzmenko Ooh. just quit the way he came in last season is getting more getting more love and attention than Thatcher Demko. But Kyle, I've, I've been pissed off about the Thatcher Demko disrespect for almost a month now. So so let's I'm going to dive into it quickly for the listeners. You know, we we were all asked by the the locked on uh, overlords to uh, to rate the best goaltenders in the NHL uh, about a month ago and, and I'm just going to rip through them here. Number 1, Andre Vasilevsky, number 2, Igor Shosturkin, number 3, Connor Hellebuck. Number four, UC Soros. Number five, Elias Sorokin. I don't think any of those guys, you know, uh, Demko's not ahead of any of those guys. I, I used to think he was on par with Soros, but after last year, uh, I could see him being below him. Sorokin got, got disrespected for sure there, though. He should have been top three. Later on, number six, Linus Allmark. Number seven, Jake Ottinger. And this is where I think it starts to get a little stupid, the disrespect towards Ooh. Thatcher Demko. Number eight, Alex Georgiev. First uh, time starter with the Colorado Avalanche. Number nine, Philip Gustafson. Number 10, Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner? About Demko? Come on. Number 11, Sergey Bobrovsky. Number 12, Jacob Marsham. Number three, 
Jeremy Swayman. He's a backup. Number four, Carter Hart. Are you kidding me? Thatcher Demko wasn't even listed as an option for one of the top goalies in the NHL. I got to ask you, Kyle, is, is Thatcher Demko a, like a mediocre starter in the NHL now? So at number 13, we had who? And number 14, we had who? Number 13, Number we had... 13 was Jeremy Swayman. Oh, my uh, God. The 1B goaltender for the Boston Bruins. And number four was Carter Hart of 14. the Philadelphia Flyers. At number 14. Thatcher Demko didn't even make the list. Those are the 14 options for rank these best four, the 14 best goaltenders in the NHL. Thatcher Demko didn't even make the list, man. And it has me pissed off, Kyle. Well, recency bias, right? Podcasters, full-time podcasters were like ingrained with uh, recency bias. And, you know, Demko didn't play a lot last year. And he looked better at the end. But in the beginning of the season, uh, Demko was one of the worst goaltenders in hockey. So... I, I guarantee you know that had a lot to do with uh, the the poll results here on the the Locked On NHL Podcast Network. Uh, the other thing is, you know, these these people aren't watching a lot of Canucks games. Uh, not 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 last year, you know. Uh, we we can screw la- put put last year out the window, but just in general, you know, over the last couple of seasons, uh, they're not watching Thatcher Demko. Uh, him him two seasons ago was you know pretty pretty up there as far as like individually being a top end athletic goaltender and bailing his team out and doing his thing and and whatnot you you can tell you know get get, get use the eye test uh, there's not a lot of goalies out there like Thatcher Demko when he's on his game yeah and I, and I know you and uh you and Jose touched on it last week uh you know again we gotta get more fans of the program if you want to be on Locked on Canucks get in touch with us we'd love to have more fans of the program make it uh a regular thing but I think uh Jose said that Demko's one of the best goaltenders in Canucks history and honestly <laughs> He's not wrong because when you look at some of the best goaltenders in Canucks history, I think you go with the three guys that got into the cup final, Richard Broder, Kirk McClade, Roberto Luongo. And then after that, it's kind of like Markstrom, Cloutier, Demko, like those names. Like there's just not a lot of great goalies in mm-hmm. Canucks history. But, you know, Demko, again, he's been with this organization a long time, um, but really he's been a starter for about two and a half seasons, right? About midway through that 2020-21 disaster of a season for the Vancouver Canucks. But in terms of how he's performed as being a starter, Thatcher Demko has a top 10 save percentage at even strength over the past three seasons among regular NHL goaltenders. And again, some of the guys above him on this list are guys that have barely played games, like they've played backup minutes. That includes Jeremy Swayman. That includes Philip Gustafson. Um, Chris Driediger actually is on that list as well. Um, so again, really the only starters ahead of Demko who have over the last three seasons, in terms of even strength save percentage, it's Allmark, Saros, Sorokin, Shesterkin, Vasilevsky. Okay, but Demko um, to me belongs in that company. Um, again, he, he, last season he had a bad couple months, gets injured, and comes back, and he looks like the old Dem- the Demko of old. So, I mean, it goes back to again the Canucks not being a very good hockey team, and that's the reason I think it's getting disrespected here. Yeah, that's. That's the biggest reason why he's being disrespected. Okay, uh, don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna make sure he's accountable in a couple minutes. But if you put Demko on on Colorado or Boston, you know what I'm saying. If you put Demko in Edmonton, maybe Edmonton, you know, faulty defensively. And uh, again, we have to say it. Demko really did suck last year when he came back in. He was rusty, coming off an injury, uh, wasn't at his best. Blah blah blah. Anywho, this season, there's no excuses. And maybe, just maybe on, on this side, right? Let, let's let's hone it in on the West Coast, the best coast, Vancouver, this fan base. Maybe we've 
kind of been collectively a little turned off from Thatcher Demko because of the swagger that he had last year going into the season, you know? And again, he was just bad. He was just bad, just really bad in October. And you said it earlier, you know, like I said, oh, he's behind JT Miller when it comes to the important players on the Vancouver Canucks in our eyes, when realistically he should be number three. He should be number three. Patterson Hughes, Hughes Patterson, Demko. And then you said Kuzmenko. So you're saying the fan base, a part of the fan base has Demko as like their fifth favorite Canuck when <laughs> my bad. That's that's a little twisted. No, I'm, I'm getting choked up about this too, Kyle. Uh, I'm telling you. I, I, again, to me, Demko, I would have probably argued he's the most important Canuck next season. And I've said this before. Shout out to the everydayers on here on Lockdown Canucks. They know this. But I think you know what you're going to get from Hughes and Pedersen, and that is two of the best players in the league at their respective positions. But Demko's a bit more of a wild card. I mean, I, I'm pretty bullish on Demko. Kyle, you know, we've been friends a long time. I've been bullish on Demko since before he even played an NHL game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm very bullish on what Demko can do next season. But he's got to be good. If Demko's mediocre, I don't think the Canucks make it to the playoffs. Like, Demko's oh, got to be back at where he was uh, really throughout his whole NHL career, aside from about half a season last year. Or two goes, months even last year. It goes hand in hand, you know. We we've been talking about how, and I spoke about I spoke about this with uh, Jose. You know, I said, you know, uh, the Vancouver Canucks they got a lot of pressure on them. That being said, there's no excuses. You know, this team doesn't need 20 games to get the things together for for Susie and Cole and Heronic to understand the system and blah blah blah. No, it has to all hone in right away. Uh, we don't need 20 games for the PK to establish themselves and figure things out. No, it's got to happen right away. And why it's got to happen right away? most importantly is so that so that it makes it easier for Demko just to you know gain his momentum back but it does go the other way around as well you know Demko has to help out the PK and help out the defense by you know making the saves and making the saves in the third period remember last year that's where it really fell apart for the Vancouver Canucks in October it's just the truth it it goes hand in hand everyone has to be accountable the players have to do their jobs and Demko man if you want to be recognized as one of the best in the league dude it's got to start like restart now ASAP and bro you're making me a little excited because I think I I am one of those people who kind of forgot about the importance of Thatcher Demko don't get me wrong like I know how good he is and what he can do but man oh man what if he does return to form like what if he returns to a dominant a dominating like form uh with this team that's a little bit older and a little bit a little bit deeper on defense with Rick talking now, you know, just you know, getting a little excited, you know, uh, that's a recipe for some more wins in October and November uh, slash allowing this team to start off the season with less pressure and, you know, not having to catch up so much, which is, it's tough in life, man. To, to catch up it's tough, man. Trust me, you and I 30 years old, bro. Look at us now. Look at us now, man. For real, man. We, we catching up too, baby. Yeah, uh, you know, the more we catch up, the more our hair falls out. But uh, that's that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look again. I'm expecting Demko to be you know rock solid for the Canucks next season if he's not there in trouble. But another reason why they could be in trouble is the backup situation. Okay, so we're going to talk about the backup situation next because this is something that could define the Canucks season as well. And Kyle, I also got to ask you a question on the other side about uh, okay. you know, some of the other episodes you recorded uh, okay. while I was off choosing my family over lockdown Canucks. But first. I got to tell you, man, you know, this newborn life has me short on sleep. Not only that, Kyle, okay, let me tell you about my vacation in Ottawa for just a minute here okay. uh, as we, um, you know, support AG1. You know, they're uh, sponsoring the program today. I needed my AG1 when I was in Ottawa, okay, because not only did I have two kids, my two kids to deal with, 
but I had all my nieces and nephews to deal with as well. So if I didn't have a baby in my arms or I wasn't chasing after my two-year-old daughter, I had, you know, my three nieces and nephews just all like wanted my attention and wanted to play, wanted to do this and do that. I'm telling you, man, I would not have survived my vacation. It was not a relaxing vacation. I would not have survived it without AG1, okay? Because when I drink AG1, I know it's an overall feeling of sustained energy, support from my mental clarity, and focus. And I need that focus to bring you the goods here. All locked on, Canucks. AG1, they use a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. Science, baby. Kyle, you and I, we're getting old, okay? We mentioned it. We're over the 30 mark. So we need a little AG1 to keep us feeling like we're only 29. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. We are back. Locked on Canucks. Your Canucks every day. Uh, I always tell the people, okay? Even though I've been recording over the last couple of days and did one yesterday, anytime we restart the week, it takes me like 10 minutes to get back into the mojo. And, uh, uh, you know, I got I to gotta clean that I gotta clean that up for October because uh, we're not taking no games off. If we're challenging the Canucks to not take any games off and, you know, take this stuff seriously uh, from the get-go, I got to do the same Trevor Beggs for real, for real, for real. Hey, speaking of which, uh, Begsy, you thought I was joking when I said uh, I'm going to do 100 push-ups in a row by the end of September, okay? Again, we're challenging the Canucks to get into shape. That's one of the what, That's one of the ways the Canucks can, you know, change their fortunes early on, be one of the best teams when it comes to personal fitness individually and collectively in the NHL. And you admitted that, you know, you're being a father and it's tough out there. It's tough out there. You literally – don't have 20 minutes to spare. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. But it's never too late, man, to wake up in the morning, maybe 10 minutes earlier, and just bang out some push-ups. Because I, I, you know what, Trevor? That's all I've been doing. Look look at this. Look at this. That's Kyle Bowen right there, man. Woo. That's Kyle Bowen right there, man. For real. And, and you know why I have to post that photo right now? People are going to be like, oh, you, uh, you're gassing yourself. No, man. I'm just holding, I'm holding Trevor Beggs accountable. And B, I had somebody comment on the show. I know this is not Comment Corner. Uh, but they were they they were talking about how they enjoy the content, but they can't stand hearing this baby talk. And I'm pretty sure they weren't alluding to you as the baby, okay? It's the voice. I get it. I get it. But does this look like a baby? Does this look like a baby, Trevor? Or does it look like a man, huh? Does it look like a baby? Locked on Canucks. You're Canucks every day. Backup conundrum. Begsy, take the lead. I was just going to say first, before we get into the backups, you know, uh, you know, I talked to your girl and she said, you know, what you lack in terms of a deep voice, you make up for uh, below the belt. So anyways, that's uh, for, oh, for another uh, for, for an episode. To, why, you Bowen, okay? why are you talking to my girl about private stuff, man? Come on. I thought you were my bro. And that's a lie. Yeah, dude. I, Trust honestly, me, man. She brought she brought it up. She brought it up. She's, it wasn't even she's me. never she's never said that to me. 
she doesn't want to inflate she doesn't want to inflate your ego <laughs> fair enough fair enough okay backup oh, options You'll, okay <laughs> one of, one of these backups you know they they need to have an inflated ego because i think yeah. last season you know we saw spencer martin getting some confidence in that backup role you know every time he stepped in he was kind of performing above expectations and then as soon as he was thrust into the starter's role, playing behind that messy defense, it's like his confidence was shattered. So he played well in the AHL towards the end of last season. I wonder where his confidence is at. I imagine it's not great, though, because Patrick <laughs> Alvin, every time so far since the Canucks season ended in April, when he's been asked about the backup spot, mentioned Seelovs before Spencer Martin. <laughs> and I think yeah. what makes most sense, and I'm kind of torn about you know, Alvin and his comments about Seelovs because we've seen at least with the forwards like Hooglander and whatnot, this organization have the mentality that these guys got to marinate in the minors a little bit longer. And traditionally goalies need even more marination than the forwards do. Mm -hmm. So I'd be a little surprised if Seelovs is the back in next season. I think it's going to be Spencer Martin, but I'm not convinced of it. Regardless, yeah. it doesn't really matter because one of these guys is probably going to end up playing 25 to 30 games. And, you know, we talked uh, from the top of the show about Thatcher Demko and how, you know, he needs to be good next season. But the backup needs to be at least average because, you know, the More Canucks is average. a wild card team. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The Canucks as a wild card team can't afford to lose, you know, 15 or 16 of the 25 games of their backup starts because this team's not good enough to survive that to make the playoffs. Yeah, and Demko is, again, you know, I'm going to bed and I'm waking up with a injured shoulder, right? So if I if I call Demko fragile, I'm not taking the biggest shot, okay? It, it, you know, you, you get older, things happen. But Demko is a little fragile. This guy's, he, he's he's not going to put up 65 to 70 starts, you know, that that Luongo-esque type of energy back in the day. Uh, we need We need our best foot forward. And we need to pick up wins, and Demko gives us the best chance. But man, oh man, uh, he can only do that for 55 starts, or else he's going to break down. And if he's only starting 35 games due to injury, the Canucks are uh, drafting eighth overall again. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just the truth. So this is this is a bit of a, a conundrum. Now, I think I, I think this is how they're going to make their decision, right? Because you are right. And look look what the Canucks did with Corey Schneider and Thatcher Demko. You just let them marinate. Let them do their thing. Give them their starts. Give them their time. Give give those goalies their time in the AHL. But who's better, a uh, Silovs who still needs to develop, or a Martin? That's where it's at, and that answer matters so much this season because this season matters so much. I said it yesterday. There's no team in the NHL that has this much pressure on them. Yeah, you got the Maple Leafs and all that jazz, but based on the amount of pressure plus where this team is annually in the standings and what they have to do in order to, you know, make the fan base happy, make the ownership happy, make Pedersen happy. Like, there's a lot of pressure here. So are they going to risk some development for a little bit more, uh, for a few more points in, their st in the standings this year? Of course they are. Because they got to. They got to. So who, like, who, who do you think is, based on that logic, again, a Silovs who still needs to develop, still needs to marinate, Versus uh, Martin, who we know who he is. We know who he is. And, you know, goaltenders can get lucky. He got lucky a couple of years ago. Not not lucky, but momentum, you know. He can get that confidence. Uh, who, who, Based on that logic, like, who do you think is going to be the backup? I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I still think it's Martin. And part of the reason is, 
you know, again, Martin played behind, you know, the the Bruce Boudreaux led defense last season, which, you know, we've heard time and time again was uh, uh, a bit of a, a bleep show. Um, so I would like to see Spencer Martin play behind a Rick Tockett led team, uh, a team with a bit more structure because they just left mm-hmm. Martin out to dry last season. And Martin wasn't great by any means, but like I can think, I think it was a game against Winnipeg. Like he made a bunch of crazy saves, but still led in like five goals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would still like to see Martin do it because I think Stilovs could benefit from another year developing. Mm-hmm. And even we saw in the uh, AHL playoffs last season, you know, Spencer Martin was the one A to Stilovs is one B. So um, I think it's Martin's job to lose. That being said, you know, we talked about confidence when we started this <laughs> segment, right? And Stilovs should have the confidence right now because Alvin's mentioning his name first. And this dude just won Latvia bronze for the first time ever in the World Hockey Championships uh, in the spring here. Mm-hmm. So curious to see how it plays out. Uh, my money's on Martin starting the year uh, as the Canucks backup. And all the power to him, man. I hope he, I hope he figures it out because, uh, you know, when he was the start of last season, he was being thrust in, uh, to us in the media uh, for questions after the game all the time, after those losses, after playing maybe not his best hockey. So uh, mm-hmm. obviously he's, he's a good professional, seems like a nice guy, and uh, I really hope he figures it out, man. Yeah, and it's... It's another contract year for him, you know? Look what he did last time when he was uh, heading into a contract year. Uh, you know, you 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 mentioned it with Solov, the confidence he has it, and again, the points matter so much this season. Oh, the Canucks, man, they're just such an, in an interesting situation because development matters. You got to do things the right way. Uh, you want to make sure Solov is getting the treatment slash the starts he deserves and slash needs to, again, develop. But again, man, the points matter, yo. And if this guy's got that swagger, everyone wants to play in the NHL, you know? You 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 can you can ask him, you know, like, okay, would you rather start start 25 games in the NHL or play, you know, 60 uh, in Abbotsford? He's going to say the NHL, you know, like he's still going to carry that confidence and, you know, work with uh, Clark and Demko. And I feel as if he'll still be able to pull off a lot of good things in the, in those 20 to 25 games. You know, we need to get Quadrelli on the show, man, because this guy knows everything about this guy. I guess my next question to you is, and again, Quadrelli would be able to answer this way better. Like, Silovs, Silovs is uh, like peak. Like, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? Like, how many Silovs games have you watched before you answer this? Because I think that does matter. But based on the hype, based on again what I've heard from like Canucks conversation and whatnot, like, and uh, Kevin Woodley at times, it's like, dude, this guy, this guy could be the next starter for the Vancouver Canucks after Damco's contract expires. Yeah, I think what stands out with Silovs and, you know, I watched quite a bit of him in the AHL. Uh, before that, it was, you know, a little bit more sparse. Uh, but it's just, his athleticism stands out for mm-hmm. sure. And he's got a calmness about him too um, that that I, I see kind of like Demko was the same way at the same age, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, yeah, stylistically, I don't think I'm enough of a goalie expert to give you, yeah. you know, he's going to be like this guy. But mm-hmm. I can see him being the next Thatcher Demko. Ooh. That's the energy. Don't you feel that energy? Now, again, it's not just based on what he did in the summer and, like, the World G- Hockey Championships and whatnot. It's like, I feel as if since we got this guy and there's been a little bit of, uh, like, a lore about his athleticism, then we kind of saw him develop and he's been getting better and better. And, again, more and more people are kind of propping this guy up to be, again, the guy who ultimately doesn't allow Thatcher Demko to get another contract with the Vancouver Canucks when it's all said and done, unless Demko lives up. To, it's ironic because if Demko lives up to his potential, then it's axed, you know, and it's like Silovs in a couple of years, you're getting traded because Demko's at his peak. When he reaches his potential consistently, it's like, dude, this guy's a perennial Vesna candidate. 
based on his athleticism, his calmness, and his ability. Goaltending heaven? I think so, man. Let's go. Yeah, I remember that uh, headline from a few months back. Maybe let us know in the comments, who do you want to see as the backup next season? Would you rather see Silovs or would you rather see Martin? I think we asked this question a couple of months back. Uh, but we're getting close to training camp, okay? It's becoming more real. Speaking of those comments, you know what's coming up on the other side. Comment corner to end the show here on Locked On Canucks. Yeah. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Back to uh, the, the conclusion of this episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That is Trevor Beggs. Beggsy back from vacation. Uh, you know, you, you sounded busy. You sounded a little overwhelmed too. But I hope you're full of love, man. Like, those are moments you got to cherish, man. My nephew, he's entering his first day of kindergarten today, which is crazy. Wow. Which is crazy, man. You know, it's it's unreal how time just flies by. And I'm just I'm just the uncle. The uncle who lives downstairs, you know? And then you're over there, you know, being a full-time parent. And again, man, cherish those memories. And uh, where I want to go with this part of the show before we get to Common Corner is ask you this question. Do you take a lot of photos? Do you take a lot of photos of, I know you're not the social media guy. You stay off your phone a lot. But are you taking a lot of photos of these memories? Is the, is the, is the better half, you know, the beautiful wife doing it? Because even though I don't take a lot of photos, I feel as if that may switch for me when I, I reach the next level in life and actually – have children so do you take a lot of photos of your kids yeah i wouldn't say a lot but i, I do take some um my better half definitely takes more but Good. you know I feel, there's definitely some photos that pop up or, or videos and memories like i'll give you one quick example here so like obviously we're having campfires every night at the lake house mm -hmm. right and i got a video of, of my niece she's now eight and a half and i have videos of her when she was three and a half like telling campfire stories you know uh -huh. that's, that's cute as hell man like this little three and a half year old trying to tell a ghost story <laughs> but now my daughter's starting to do the same thing at like almost three years old so it's uh i don't know it's just it's just kind of cool man and i have that memory captured so it's uh both his memories captured i guess yeah no that's beautiful and uh, again we're gonna get the common corner don't worry don't worry hockey fans all right i just haven't seen trevor in a long time so let me just ask him a couple questions okay uh he's a smart guy he's a wise guy so you know how it's like it's one of those things two things when you're with your bros and you go on trips or you go on bar nights and whatnot, like, again, we're not taking photos of each other. Just it's not it's something that the the boys don't do. That being said, it would be it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to take a couple photos. So you have those memories because sometimes they're hard to remember. But having them in hand, those those epic nights with your bros, it would be a blessing. Number two, you know, why? Why are children? children's stories like when they're telling the stories why is it so funny like it's it's almost like super bad slash kevin hart a decade ago type of funny russell peters 20 years ago type of funny like why is it so entertaining like they're not saying anything obnoxious they're not saying anything like a rated r you know something that you know could tell the truth slash be funny you know it, it's it's not comedic but again why do you think it's so funny well i think there's like a cuteness and an innocence when you're like you're learning the language too right like my daughter's just rambling on about like and, and, and there's such sponges man like there's this old like abandoned barn by the lake house and then she's just like oh and we saw a ghost at the barn and it was a friendly ghost and the story's like it's like a ghost story but it's nice and then she's like and then he died and he's like talking about my 11 year old nephew died it's like this two and a half year old talking about like the friendly ghost and like her 11 year old cousin died and i'm like what the heck is going on man <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the voice, you're right? The innocence yeah. and the cuteness mixed with like you just seeing her trying to put these pieces together and like entertaining. And shout out to the youth, man. Shout out to the children. And uh, like, I don't know if you're listening to this on the way back from school today with your parents. Yo, learn, yo. Knowledge is power. Take it from me, okay? Did not care about learning till I was 23 years old. And look at me. Look at me, man. Look at me, okay? Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked on Canucks. Let's get to Comic Corner. Uh, my favorite part of the show. Uh, Begsy's back, baby. Uh, let's do this. Welcome to Comment Corner. Powered by paraphrasing. This comment is from our friend Bob. I think what Kyle is trying to say is he wants a glue guy who isn't addicted to sniffing glue and drinking even more glue. All right. Thanks again for the comment. That one came via the live chat. Also on the comment note, we've also got some comments on the podcast platforms as well on Apple and Spotify. So keep that up, okay? We're going to get to you uh, later on throughout the week. Anywho, this comment. Uh, we talked about glue guys. Yes, glue guys yesterday on the program, right? We just got, uh, we just had to do it, okay? I, I wasn't sniffing no glue, but I had to talk about it because it is PTO season. And I feel as if if the Canucks are going to add anyone to the roster, it's got to be like for personality reasons or something, you know? Uh, that being said, you have to bring in somebody. And for me, this wasn't the case. Like years ago, I wasn't thinking like this, but you have to bring in somebody who's not like let him play the music maybe let him organize a couple dinners you know keep things loose but he can't be the example slash the reason why people are showing up hungover occasionally throughout the year no that's the thing though that's the thing like i'm not gonna single people out well i guess i'm gonna do it but guys like shane o'brien paul bizanet back in the day you know those guys are looked like looked at as like the glue guys right the glue guys, like that's like a prototypical glue guy. Michael Ryan Delzato, Reeves. Michael Delzato, you know, Ryan Reeves, like yeah. playing the music, doing the thing, blah, blah, blah. But what else are you doing? Are you keeping things too loose? And again, making it a bit of a problem by having two or three more players showing up hungover for practice. And when it's such a fine line, winning and losing in 2023 in sports these days, you got to have that competitive edge. So uh, I got to ask you this question. Like, what, what do you think makes the perfect glue guy and yeah, like the whole glue guy that parties a lot is somebody you don't want on your team for real. Yeah. I think the glue guy, maybe not so much, you know, brings a, the parting aspect, but definitely brings that positivity and hmm. he's got to keep things upbeat. You know what I mean? Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you got to go and get smashed with the boys, but you know, got to be optimistic like you and me. You know, like I came in today with the fire, talking about how Demko's disrespected, how he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. Like that's the kind of optimism you need in the dressing room. Like you need someone to pump up the boys, to keep them laughing, keep them smiling when times are tough. And I just don't think the Canucks really had that last season. Um, so, I mean, to me, that's the perfect glue guy. And nowadays, you got to be good at playing hockey. I think there's a lot of glue guys in the past who weren't so good at playing hockey. You got to be good at playing hockey in today's NHL. You got to be able to skate and, you know, contribute somehow on the ice. Or, or you got to be able to perform hungover. Like if you're one of those guys, <laughs> can, you, know, can you perform things, hungover? No, I can't. But if you, if you're mm. one of those guys who are keeping things loose and making sure that it's always not so serious, it's cool. Like whatever, have a couple of brewskis, do your thing. But you also got to be the first one on the ice. You know, you got to just lead the way too. There's, there has to be like a recipe to it. There has to be a recipe to it. It is what it is. It, like I, I pulled up that Mark Cuban clip. Uh, yesterday again, like I listened to a lot of Shane O'Brien's podcast, Missing Curfew. I think it's entertaining. Like it, the the dude seems like a beauty. Like he, he, it is what it is. You know, it's entertaining. He's a good guy. But 
based on what I've heard from him on that podcast and his experience playing in Vancouver, it was like, dude, <laughs> the Canucks made it to the Stanley Cup Finals as soon as you, like, you know, right around the time you left. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you can't have guys like that, you know? You can't have too many guys like that. And, and if you're going to have a guy like that, like, you can only have him if he shows up for 82 games a year, you know, that work hard, play hard mentality. I think that should be a goal for the show is uh, to get Shane O'Brien on the program and ask him uh, if he partied too much while being with the Vancouver Canucks. No, he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll say yes. He'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd like to ask him, though, is like, do you wish anyone held you accountable? Hmm. Damn. Deep. Because that's the, that's the kind of deep stuff you get here on Lockdown Canucks. Of course. Of course. We'll, we'll sign out there. Okay. We got all week <laughs> to talk about this, but that's where my mind went. And do the Canucks need a glue guy? A lot of people refer to as Teddy, as Teddy Bluger uh, to be one of those. T- Teddy Gluger. Teddy Gluger. Oh, there you go. That's why the, I thought it was a typo, <laughs> but I get it. But um, a lot of people refer to him. Do the Canucks need a guy like that? Again, there's a lot of pressure on this roster, a lot of pressure in that dressing room. Keep things light. Like, should they add that in the mix? Yeah, you know, everyone's got to play their parts. Is that person Phil Kessel? Probably not. But uh, again, we'll, we'll see how it goes in training camp and the PTO situation and all that jazz. Anyways, that was another episode of Locked on Canucks. A bit all a bit all over the place, but uh, Begsy and Kyle have not been doing this for like, what, the past four or five days? So it is what it is. Begsy, sign us out. Hey, there we go. Now, speaking of ha- hangovers and sniffing glue, hopefully there was no uh, performance issues on this episode of Locked on Canucks. <laughs> so shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We hope you stick around because the offseason is about to end, baby. Shows are about to come out five days a week. Once again, I just got back from vacation. So do I know what's coming up? Not necessarily, but hey, we got training camp. We got young stars coming up. We got lots to talk about. Season preview mode, baby. All that coming up here on Lockdown Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That beauty is Kyle Bowen. And you've been listening to Lockdown Canucks.